Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. And welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney, it is so hot. It is very hot, Justin. It's really hot, Sydney. Well, I mean, not in here. It is kind of hot in here, actually. We oh, don't I have the AC on down here. I think it's quite comfortable. Ugh, you're, it's I'm body, in sweatpants. Yeah, your body temperature is, is messed up. But My uh, body temperature is messed up. That's medically medical <laughs> diagnosis right, from Justin McElroy. Suck an egg. Um... Uh, but no, we're good. It's been like super duper hot here forever, and it's so hot you can barely go outside. It that, is. It's very hot. And it's very muggy, which I understand most humans don't enjoy. Yeah, but you're like deeply into it, huh? I really like humidity. Um, I think it feels nice. I think it feels like you're in a bathtub, except you're not. You're outside, and the air is like the water, except it's air, and you can breathe it. It's like air. You got it. It's Did like water. You can breathe. Do you need breathe. me to explain that again? That's medically sound. Air. That's more medically air. sound. Air, water, you can breathe. <laughs> okay, humid air, right? It's water. You can. It's like a big humidifier. God's just running his big old humidifier out there. And it feels day. great. It doesn't it feel it, terrible. I like when the air feels like the same as my skin. It's been good though because uh, we haven't had to wear a lot of sun coat because we just don't go outside that much because no. it's so hot. It's just too hot to go outside. We're very diligent about sunburns here in the McElroy family, but it is not always that way. Sometimes you. Try your best, and um, and it just doesn't work out. We are both prone to burn, yeah, and we have rough. experienced that unfortunately in the past. Although we, uh, I do want to make the point though, even though we have burnt before, we are huge advocates of sunscreen and mm-hmm. not getting burnt. And our daughter has never gotten a drop of sun. The sun hath never touched her skin. No, <laughs> her skin is as pale as the day she was born. It has never been otherwise because I hold her down and slather her head to toe in sunscreen it's every a, time she goes outside. It's a workout. Dead it's of tough. winter. She's wearing a snowsuit. There is no sun. She is slathered in sunscreen. That's well, an exaggeration. But, but when you do get burned, it's good because we got a cure-all. I mean, we got a cure for it. It cures cure, all sunburns. A cure-all for burns. A cure-all for burns. It's a uh, aloe. That's true. We do use a lot of aloe for that. Yeah. Uh, we and, and you don't even have to have an aloe plant anymore. You can just have like a bottle of that green goo. I remember getting burnt down in Florida once when I was a little kid. And uh, my nanny had, a, uh, had an aloe plant. And I thought it was so amazing to watch her like break a leaf off it was like it was like something out of a crawl or some other similar <laughs> fan lady hawk some other similar fancy property of the 80s um to watch her like break a leaf in half and take the the goo out and put it on my skin and it actually helped it is isn't it? i remember mom had one in the window when we were growing up and and her breaking that open when we'd get burned or something and just thinking wow it's amazing it's medicine why, right are, there there? Mo- why are there more things like that 
Like, why don't we have more plants going around to help us out? Well, I mean, to be fair, the, we there are some that would argue we do. Yeah. But we kind of do a podcast about how a lot of them don't work. Oh, oh yeah, that's a, good, that's a good argument. But let's talk about aloe. Let's talk about aloe. First of all, thank you, Leslie, for recommending this topic. Um, aloe is probably the most commonly used medicinal plant. I think it's the one most people are familiar with. If you were to say, like, name a plant that has a medicine... most people would say, I don't know, aloe. I mean, there are others, but most people would say that, I think. Yeah. Especially, specifically aloe vera. Okay. Is what you're usually talking about. Because there are aloe, there are different aloes. There are lots of aloes. Aloe is not one plant. There are many types of aloe. Uh, They're part of the lily family. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Aloe vera specifically, what we're talking about is native to Northern Africa. And the one that you're thinking of that people will call the true aloe. The one, the one true aloe is uh, aloe barbadensis miller. <laughs> you know, I, I went to school with an aloe barbadensis <laughs> miller, actually. Sweet girl. Now, A little slow, but sweet. <laughs> if you've seen the, the, you've probably seen the aloe plant. If you haven't, it's got these uh, thick, pointy, kind of triangular shaped sort of leaves. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Um, and they're, they're real thick and they're kind of firm on the outside and the leaves have different parts. There's like the outer protective layer, like the rind of it. Um, if you break it open, there's the sap, which is like this just really bitter fluid in it that actually is specifically there so animals don't eat it. Oh, weird. It tastes bad. Oh, okay. You know, it's an evolutionary kind of thing. It, ad- it adapted to be bitter. That can't stop us, though. No, it, it doesn't stop us, as I'll tell you about. <laughs> Nothing stops us. No, no. Once we get it's, our mindset on something, we're pretty... pretty <laughs> Humans. Uh, yeah. Nothing stops us. No matter how bad the idea, nothing stops us. Uh, there's the mucilage gel, which is the inner part of the leaf that you take out that actually makes like what we think of as aloe. Okay. Like the gooey gel stuff. Right. right. Like there's a liquidy stuff and then there's like a gooey stuff. And then there's the actual like inner gel, which is... That's the best part of the gel. That's the good, the real, the choice. real good gel, the dank gel that people will tell you has like the essential amino acids that you need. People who like say that aloe cures things other than, well, you know, a burn. Okay, because there are those. That's some foreshadowing. As we'll get into, I'm as we'll get into. Um, but aloe goes back a really long time. We have been using aloe to cure various ailments since. We were using anything to cure various ailments, essentially. Um, it was one of our favorite plants to, like, eat and rub on ourselves. Yeah. As we are as we are wont to do with plants. In Mesopotamia, um, aloe was eaten because it works well as a laxative. Oh, great. Man, what can't this plant do? I mean, it don't use it as a laxative. Oh, okay. Um, it will give you severe abdominal cramps. Oh. But it will make you poop a lot. You got that going um, for you then. It, it does do that. There are just better ways of doing that. Uh, and it was kind of regarded as sacred, but it, it, that's largely because at the time, disease was thought to be like a curse, like something evil. So it was like so, de facto sacred. Exactly. Anything that, I don't know, it, it would have to be sacred to clean you out that efficiently. <laughs> it must what? be the work of God. Oh, wait, the X-lax. They built a little <laughs> altar around it. A little temple for it. Uh, the Egyptians were fans of aloe. Um, it is it, it is said that it was used in the beauty regimen of Cleopatra. I found that multiple places, but I also found multiple sources that said this could probably just a legend. I don't know. That sounds like something that would be on a beauty website, like doesn't it? Doesn't it? It's a little little questionable. Cleopatra's beauty secret: the secret of the Nile revealed. <laughs> 
today. Uh, I'm sure I've seen that commercial now that you say that. Uh, yeah, it sounds I real. I feel like right? I definitely have. Uh, it it maybe even so maybe Cleopatra did use it. It was used at the time. Let me say that, and it was used for a lot of skin issues. So the idea that it would have been rubbed on your face to keep your skin looking nice is not is not that far fetched. Um, it had a lot of religious significance. For instance, you could hang it in a doorway to ward off evil. Mm-hmm. Um, it was used to treat something that was probably tuberculosis. Like in, if you read, I mean, they weren't calling it that, but that's probably what we're talking about. Ineffectively, I'm assuming. Yes. And um, if you read the Ebers papyrus, which we reference a lot, it advises many cures for many things, uh, including aloe for any kind of inflammation or pain. It's weird. I kind of feel bad. Like we give old timey people uh, a hard time on the show a lot. Um, but like, this is a tough one because, yeah, I see where you guys are going with this. Like, I can see why you would think aloe would be good for all this stuff because it is, I mean, Fair dinkum, if you put it on your skin after you get sunburned, it does feel better. Like, it feels nice. It feels nice. And it, it looks, I will say this, the aloe plant looks like it's some sort of secret medicine. Because they're leaves, and then you break them open, and there's secret, secret medicine, secret medicine inside. goo inside. And that looks like something, I don't know, from like a video game or something. Like, yeah. you don't expect that to happen, and then it's there. And so, I, I understand that. I understand that. It looks more magical than a lot of plants. Yeah. Um, aloe had... Uh, a price associated with it. Aloe was valuable. So for instance, if you were going to attend a funeral of someone who was important, especially like a, you know, like a Pharaoh or someone who was, you know, well regarded, well thought of higher in the caste system, you would uh, want, you would bring something to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want to say like a price. There wasn't like a, an admission price, (laughs) but if you were going to show up, you better bring something. Sure. Don't come empty handed. Like a potluck. Um, Because, you know, people were buried with all of their worldly possessions and Mm -hmm. and lots of things they didn't possess that were kind of offered up with them. Um, And a pound of aloe was a pretty well accepted, like this is something you could bring to a funeral and would make you look pretty good. Now, the more aloe you could bring, the better. Um, The idea being that if aloe keeps us, um, it it was supposed to give us longevity, keep us alive longer, um, keep us looking younger and that kind of thing, that it would also be good for a dead person like to spiritually Sure. You know, and they would just provide them it. immortality. It would, and they would just bury it with them? Yeah. Wow. Hot tip for Sawbones listeners. If you all can get out there, there's some free aloe in the ground just like sitting there. If you find an old-timey temple, it's just going to be full, chock full of free aloe. Are you telling them to rob graves for rob aloe? Rob graves for free aloe. I don't... I'm, I'm not going to tell our listeners to rob graves. No. But, like, also... Like where you could, have, where you also could have gone with that is to tell me that it's a plant and is almost certainly dust. Right now, that's another <laughs> angle you could take to thwart my plan if you're just going to be antagonistic. Hey, listen, I'm a doctor, not a botanist. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, it was also used with myrrh when you were prepping like bodies and clothes for burial mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. You would, you know, we think about myrrh a lot, but aloe is also part of that. You, you, that's actually mentioned biblically as well. Um, it was associated with youth and beauty and immortality. Um, there's a legend that the Knights of Templar made a drink out of aloe and palm wine and hemp, and they called it the Elixir of Jerusalem, and it was used to, like, make you live longer. Cool. Um, I didn't know the Knights of Templar were real. I thought that was something from the Da Vinci Code or something. Something from Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Apparently, they're real. Right? I don't. I can't help you with this one, Sid. I'm sorry you're out there <laughs> on the I wire by tricked? yourself. <laughs> Am I being tricked? I thought. I. I don't know. Again, I'm a doctor. I'm not a historian. Yeah. Okay. Let's just hope the Knights Templar are real. <laughs> this episode is where I tell you all the things I I am not an expert in. Right. Uh, 
There is an island of Socotra, which is near the Horn of Africa, and it is known for having lots of aloe. A lot of aloe plants grow there. Um, and there is a legend, and then this is known to be like possibly not true. Like this is a legend. You know, we don't know that this is necessarily the motivation, but Alexander the Great conquered this island. And one of the legends about why he did this was because Aristotle said, hey, they've got like a lot of aloe there. Nice. You should conquer them. Yeah. And and it's just there and they buried it, those dummies. It's just waiting for you to scoop it up. (laughs) It's just all there, so go get it. And he did, now it is known that Alexander the Great used aloe in in his um, soldier, like for his soldiers in battle. He would have carts with aloe plants, like live growing plants Mm -hmm. on them, carted alongside the soldiers on the battlefield so that if someone got wounded, you would have like instant aloe. Aloe boy, aloe boy (laughs) over here. Exactly, it was sort of like the water boy. After, After they one every fight they would dump a, a cask of <laughs> aloe onto alexander Ow. great's head no it'd be huge lamp pleasant yeah, yeah for sure not just you don't you mean the actual plants he actually like started mm-hmm. trying to lose at some point he's like please i can't go <laughs> please stop again. throwing aloe plants please, at it's, me they're so spiny um so so i mean maybe he did he liked aloe he was a fan of it he used it on wounds a lot maybe he did um in india it was called the silent healer as it spread throughout the world it got different names in china the harmonic remedy in russia the elixir of longevity um it's also mentioned in song of solomon in the bible which to my understanding is the the sexy part (laughs) the racy part of the bible it's a little racy that's what justin tells me it's called bible after dark is that what you call it i call we call that one Uh, you were in, when you were a naughty kid in Sunday school. Is yeah, that what it's you? Like, whoa, whoa, this is racy stuff. Let's open the Bible to the Song of Solomon. Yeah, find out about life. Uh, it spread along trade routes um, because, like I said, it had a val- it had value to it. It could be traded for other goods and products and things, and so um, its medical uses expanded from there. We see it advised by Discordes to be used for everything. This mm-hmm. is when you really start to see aloe as as kind of a panacea. So boils. Itchy skin, ulcerated genitals. Sure. Which, I mean, I imagine you're just going to try anything on at that point. Uh, bruising, bleeding, your tonsils, gum, or throat problems it was good for. Sunburn. Hey. Yeah. Acne, hair loss, as well as particularly good for soothing the foreskin. Um, Just when it's had a rough day. <laughs> that was... Sorry. Okay. Moving on. Pliny agreed with actually a lot of... Uh, Pliny, Pliny the Elder... Plenty of the Elder, show show friend, friend of the friend show. Friend of the show. Plenty friend of the, of the show, Plenty of the Elder. Uh, agreed with a lot of these uses. He actually checked out a lot of the ones Discordies had claimed and was like, oh, let me look into this. Oh, you're right. Yes, I agree with all these things, definitely. Yes, good. I'll put this in my book, too. Which is always what Plenty said about anything. Yeah, that works. Sure. It works on that, too. Sure, it probably yeah. works for Who that, Who am too. I to sit here and judge? <laughs> He uh, he also added, by the way, because he had to put his own spin on, own oh, spin yeah, on yeah, yeah. everything. Got to remix everything. He added that it was also good for leprosy. And that it could be used as an antiperspirant. Uh, sure. <laughs> so leprosy, sweating, you know, all things. Can we can we establish something real quick? And you probably will talk about this a little later, maybe. But like, it does relieve pain, right? That's not a hoax. like of a sunburn or something. Yeah. It is soothing for sunburnt skin. Soothing. Yes. But does not. Okay, so you're making a distinction between whether or not it blocks pain receptors in the brain as pain relief, right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, there are other ways to soothe pain other than blocking pain relief receptors in the brain, though. Right. That is one method of pain but relief. it doesn't numb the skin. Well, I, 
I would say this. If it soothes the skin and you get pain relief from it, then it is, it is relieving pain. All right. You're arguing it, semantics here. I am. I am. That, okay. It's just semantics. Yes, it, it does. People will There's use it on There's a difference between like, that doesn't pain. necessarily imply it medicinal, though. Like, if you rub no. ice on it, that would it doesn't make it medicine. Right. Okay. There you go. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> All right. Keep ding, going. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Sorry. Is a heating pad on your back when your muscles are sore medicine? No, sweetie. You're a doctor. You should no, know I'm, this. this. Okay. Proving my point. Anyway, uh, the Chinese Materica Medica in the 7th century talked about also using it for sinusitis as well as against skin conditions. Skin conditions are a common theme with all of this. Right. A lot of people agree that if you have something wrong with your skin and you put aloe on it, it at least feels better, even if it's not getting better. Um, it was brought to the New World largely by the Jesuit priests of Spain who... Um, it was even said that it was like brought on ships, like the plants themselves were grown and like carried across the oceans and brought on ships. Um it's mentioned that maybe even Christopher Columbus had this. Whoa, nice. Had Alalona ships. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, and it was used for various healing purposes. And then they also found uh, other versions of aloe plants growing in the New World already. So, you know, we began to to see that this was widespread, which, which again, kind of perpetuated this idea like, oh, this must be like a magical healing plant because it's everywhere. Right. Everywhere humans are found. Um, anybody else? Mm-hmm. Tell me about some more. Well, I'm going to tell you about some more, but first, why don't you come with me to the billing department? Let's go. The medicines, the medicines, that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier then you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going to. Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the Easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? 
pre-prepared. All I got at two minutes. I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Hey, Max Fun community. This is your friend, Elizabeth Gilbert, author of Eat, Pray, Love, and a bunch of other stuff. I am a longtime member, supporter, and devoted follower of Maximum Fun. And now, finally, I have my own podcast on the network. It's called Magic Lessons, and it is me coaching people through their creative issues and problems. This season, we have some amazing creators that we're helping through their joys and struggles of making something out of nothing. And then I bring in special guests like Glennon Doyle Melton, Brandon Stanton, Martha Beck, the poet Mark Nepo, Michael Ian Black, Sarah Jones, Gary Scheingart, these amazing friends of mine to come and help coach these people so that they can get their work done. I hope you'll tune into it. It's called Magic Lessons, and it's all about love. All right, so you said you had some other uh, 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 folks for me to, to hear about. Yeah, that's true. The really interesting thing as we go, go through the history of aloe is that every culture who who came in contact with aloe was like immediately intrigued by its possible medicinal uses. Um and part of that is through the where it came from, you know, if it was, like I said, like if the uh, Jesuit priests were bringing it to the New World and saying, hey, look at this medicinal plant, obviously you would assume it was. But even other places where they didn't necessarily have that first contact kind of assumed it had medicinal value. Um, there was a Swedish doctor, Uranist, who devised a health tonic based mostly around aloe. It is the active ingredient. There are other ingredients, but it is considered the active ingredient. And it was a Swedish bitters. Mm. So we've mentioned before on the show, or you may already be familiar with the idea that uh, there are a lot of alcoholic things. I don't know if it's, I don't want to call it a beverage. Bitters aren't really a beverage. No, I mean mixers. I it's like a mixer. Yeah. There are a lot of things like mixers that were initially devised as sort of like health tonics where you could get like secret drinking in, especially during prohibition. Mixers isn't even right either because mixers would tend to imply like, OJ or ginger ale or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you would say. Tipple. <laughs> Whatever you would want to call bitters. A, a, a dash of something cheerful. And and, and a, initially it was something that didn't necessarily taste very good, but it, a lot of things like that were thought to be good for you. Sure. It was supposed to contain a lot of things that, w you know, were like health tonics, like good good boosters to your health and that kind of thing. Um, and then the, the uh, secret bonus is that it was also alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And so you could get like secret drinking in, even though the government wasn't letting you. And bitters, in case you never tried them, aren't that bitter, you know? No, bitters they're really not. Bitters aren't bi bitter. They're the pepper of the drink. So give bitters a try. It might taste better than you think. I just wrote that poem about bitters. No, you didn't. I did. I just came you just wrote it. that poem? Yeah. Just wrote that poem about bitters. Really? Yeah. Are just, you messing with no, me? No, I wrote it just Because it sounds like a jingle that it you does, heard. It does sound like a jingle, but I wrote it off the top of my head. TM. TM. Right now. Trademark it. Okay. Mail it to yourself later. Okay. Mail, mail us this podcast later. Yeah. I, uh, I, everybody put this podcast in an envelope. And anyway... <laughs> 
with one dollar and mail it to us. <laughs> no wait, no wait. This is running no money. Sorry, I was trying scheme. to run a scam. Don't okay. listen to me. Don't I'll, to I'll stop scams. scamming you now. Um, so the health tonic, Swedish bitters. It was an ounce of aloe, a gross of zedoary root, gentian root, the best of saffron, a gross of fine rhubarb root, a gross of larch fungus, a gross of theriac venetian, all mixed with a pint of good quality brandy. Sure. Let brew for 10 days, then filter. That sounds great. There it is. And, uh, I'm in. and the doctor's prescription of this, so you have a big bottle of it now, right? Okay. And you got a big bottle of it. So what you're going to do is take seven to eight drops Ugh. every morning. And that's only seven to eight drops. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, except, except you could could dilute it in wine. Ah, <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. So seven to eight drops diluted in wine. If you want to use tea or boyan, you can, but I mean, wine. And then, you know, you're going to live forever without needing to ever have bloodletting done. Perfect. Excellent. That was the specific thing it was remedied to fix. You won't need a doctor to, to cut you and bleed you. It's a good alternative, a fun alternative. Which what I love about that is let's imagine that the doctor prescribing it to you is like also the doctor who would, you know, if you were sick, bleed you yeah. for that illness. If you take this, I don't have to bleed you. Well, it's like, it's, it's like, like a threat. Listen, I shouldn't even be telling you this. My manager <laughs> is in the next room. And if he heard me trying to cut us out of a bloodletting sale, he would just kill me. But really, if you pick up this bottle of bitters, you're not going to need to get bleed bloodletting. But don't seriously, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> Also, you get to drink it in wine. You get to drink it in whatever you want. Um, in Sanskrit, aloe is known as uh, Grita Kumari. Kumar means girl. And it was believed that this plant had something to do with the energy of women, as specifically young women, and like a, a rejuvenating, revitalizing effect on women and our female nature. And all of that is to say it was prescribed for your lady times. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> for your difficult... Monthly visitor, Aunt Flo. Got it. No, I. you don't need to lay it out for me anymore. When you're surfing the crimson Okay, wave. I'm 35. <laughs> like, I get it. I know what's happening here. So it was prescribed for periods um, to, like, I don't know. Ch chill, make, chill them out. Chill women out. I guess. Thank you. That's exactly what I want when I'm on my period. Hand me some aloe. Just chill. I'll throw that out and just take the wine. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, around 1100 and through the Middle Ages, uh, there was Hildegard of uh, Bingen, who was famous for using aloe. She was a Benedictine nun, and she recommended that you start using aloe for um, icterus, which means, uh, it, so it's related to jaundice. Okay. Uh, too much bilirubin. Got it. kind of where we're going for there. So, so basically some sort of liver problem, um, any kind of infections of the stomach, headaches, dental caries, so uh, cavities. That's a very, and that's actually something that persists to this day, this idea that aloe is good for cavities. Yeah. Um, and then any kind of ulcers as well. And so you start to see, again, more wound care, more and more wound care being done. Um, and uh, throughout the ages, a lot of these ideas about what aloe could be good for and what you can use it for have kind of stuck. So as we go around the world, you've seen a lot of different cultures, aloe still being used as kind of like a folk remedy or a, you know, and I don't mean like in their, like a doctor's prescribing aloe instead of some sort of medicine. I mean, I'm really talking about like home remedies, folk medicine, right. the same kind of stuff you find in the U S um, you know, especially in like rural places here. We, I see a lot of this kind of thing. Um, but in the Philippines, it's often used with milk. 
uh, and you drink it for like kidney infections, mm-hmm. aloe and milk. Um, in Japan, you can find a lot of yogurt flavored with aloe. I guess oh. there are also aloe flavored beverages. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I've never had. I've never thought of aloe having a flavor, but I'm sure, I mean, I guess it does. I, I mean, it must, yeah. Um, and then in, in India, there's a region that uses it uh, in its curry, famously. Oh, okay. Um, nowadays, it's used for mainly skin stuff, uh, specifically burns, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's where we all kind of think of aloe being used. My first used, thought, yeah. Right? You've got that, you can either get the plant itself or like the green jelly stuff that comes in a bottle that you can slather all over yourself and you got a sunburn. Um, it's tried for anything on skin. So you'll see, especially a lot of like... Um, naturopaths or herbal kind of herbalist kind of websites like you'll see it recommended for any kind of skin condition like put it on your eczema put it on your psoriasis mm-hmm. i think i think aloe feels i've put aloe on before i sure. think it feels good feels good so i think if you have like an inflammatory skin condition that is uncomfortable it would it would help in that regard now is it fixing the problem that's a whole other issue um it, so there have been studies done to see on burns. A lot of studies on, especially like minor little burns, like not not major hospitalized burns, but minor burns and sunburns. Um, does it actually heal the burn faster? I don't know. Some studies say yes. I mean, like impressively so. Like I found studies that were like it will reduce on average the days that it takes to heal something by nine days, which is like a crazy amount of time. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a, that would be huge if it really did that. Um, but then there are other studies that say there really is no difference whether well, you put aloe on it or not. Science? It's not a big deal. Uh, and I mean, you, what you'd have to do is go study by study and critique how many people were in it, what methods did they use, what kind of burns did they have, what were the differences between the people, like were, were some of them sicker than others and so they would heal slower already, mm-hmm. what kind of aloe was used on everybody, was it the exact same amount? I don't know. I, di- I didn't read every single one of these studies, so I'm not going to be able to tell you that. Everybody can agree, though, that you shouldn't put it on open wounds. And there was one... Only one that study that suggested maybe aloe made it uh, made your healing time a little slower. So based on all of the other evidence saying that it either helps or doesn't hurt, I would say that it probably at least doesn't hurt. I think you can at least take that home. If aloe makes something feel better and it's not an open wound, then it's not dangerous for you to put on it. Okay. And even if it's not necessarily making things heal faster. Uh, some people do drink, as I mentioned, the juice for a laxative. Don't do that. Don't do that. It'll but, give you stomach cramps. Right, exactly. That's my official recommendation. Hey, that's um, where'd you learn that, Justin? This podcast. <laughs> Which is true. I mean, it will work as a laxative. That is true. But do, do not use it. Not worth the price. There are many things that work as a laxative. We've covered many of them on this show. Um, there, there are small trials that are checking it out for things like um, inflammatory bowel disease, like ulcerative colitis, and also for um, irritable bowel syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of this is early and inconclusive and small and you know i mean aloe's everywhere a lot of people like i said have aloe plants in their windowsill so as we've alluded to before it's going to be hard to get like a big giant well-funded double-blind study for a lot of this stuff there's just not cash in it no yeah um and i mean there's a i don't have a strong suspicion that it's the secret cure to everything that we've been missing all along either. So mm-hmm. that's the other thing. If you're going to put all the money behind something, you better have a pretty darn good reason to think it's a secret remedy. But, but it is the beauty secret of the Nile. It is it? that. It is that. Um, it's been tried on uh, diabetes as well. And like I mentioned, like like cavities, um, same thing. I, I, I don't know that there's enough convincing evidence out there. Um, you will find it recommended on the internet for everything. everything I assume. Uh, yes. And... Um, what I would say is that it, it does moisturize your skin and it soothes burns. 
makes them feel better. I've used them on sunburns and it does in fact make them feel better and possibly, possibly makes you heal a little faster. Maybe it doesn't, maybe it does. I don't know. Um, I see a lot of the reasoning. I thought this was interesting. Over and over again, the reason that people think that aloe works, do you know what it is? Why? Because it's been around for a really long time, and a lot of different people use it. And it's green. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> it seems helpful. It does. I mean, it, does, it doesn't look magical to me, but that green gel does look like something that would like do, like it, it looks like an active compound. Yeah. <laughs> it actually looks like it might make you turn into a superhero. Yeah. It doesn't do that though. You're pretty sure no convincing double blind studies. Do you want to try it out? I, I'd rather not. That being said, there's one other better thing I would say than using aloe on a sunburn. What's that? Don't get burnt. Yes. I think yes. that's the most important thing. Yes, aloe will help with your sunburn. You'd be better off never having to use aloe on a sunburn because you never got sunburnt in the first place. It's Don't get sunburned. It's damaged every time, folks. That's absolutely right. Wear your sunscreen. Use some common sense. Reapply. Don't mess around with it. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for uh, listening to our program. Thanks to the taxpayers for letting us use their song, Medicines, as the intro and outro to our program. Uh, and, uh, thank you to the maximum fun network for having us as a part of their family. There's a lot of good shows you can listen to there, like still buffering, which Sydney hosts with her sisters. Uh, it's about teen life yesterday and today. Uh, there's the adventure zone, which is a game where I play D and D with my brothers and another, uh, new brand new non max fun podcast. We wanted to mention to you all. That's right. Um, you may remember my dad, uh, low country, Tom, Tom Smurl from still buffering or my uncle, Michael scampy Mike. Uh, from Still Buffering, uh, they have their new podcast, their own podcast, Court Appointed, which mm-hmm. is uh, the kind of the history of some crazy, interesting, funny laws and or the legal history behind different um, issues. For instance, like their first episode was on uh, Pokemon Go and all of the legal issues surrounding that. Um, Michael is a real lawyer, so he actually has expertise on these things. And my dad makes a lot of dad jokes about it. Yeah, so it's it's not if you're a fan of this show, uh, it's 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 not dis- completely dissimilar from this with kind of a, more of a legal take, but uh, it's called Court Appointed and it's on iTunes and you can also find it on on Facebook. They have a group there, but uh, check it out. I think yeah, you'll like it. It's good and it's recorded right here in Sawbone Studio in beautiful Huntington, <laughs> West Virginia. Uh, that, folks, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, uh, until next week, my name is Justin McRoy. I'm Sydney McRoy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.